With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The views expressed in the following program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of Saga 960 AM or its management. Well, good evening and welcome to the Brian Crombie Radio Hour on Saga 960 AM. I had Aviva Reimer, um, a uh, relationship and dating coach and a uh, transformational life coach on my show a couple months ago before we ever even heard of COVID-19, I think. And we were talking about dating and uh, a book that she's uh, uh, written about, I think it's called uh, um, The Total Package and how uh, advice for uh, people how to become the total package. Um, and, uh, and dating apps uh, and uh, social media. And that was sort of the topic then. And uh, I was intrigued that just recently, she's been talking a lot more about relationships and couples and, uh, and how relationships and couples need to get along and how to be constructive in that regard during this time of, uh, of us socially isolating or self-isolating or, uh, or uh, being uh, stuck at home with, uh, with, uh, with our loved ones. Uh, so I wanted to invite her back and find out what her current uh, topic of uh, counseling is. Uh, Aviva, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. Nice to be back. Thank you so much for uh, joining me again. So what, what is this? This is uh, you're counseling people on how to get along better when they're stuck at home together. Is that sort of a simple uh, uh, description of it? <laughs> well, I'm just finding that in my practice, because I'm still working, lucky enough for me, I, I coach, you know, over the phone, uh, more so now and than just in person. And uh, these things always come up. So you know, if it's a couple, it's a it's a different style of coaching, right? It, when it comes to a single individual in dating, that's a whole, you know, different kind of information. So, but yes, definitely lots of conversations around that. Um, uh, I find that um, people, are, you know, they're, they need direction. They, they need some answers, right? Because they've been thrown into this COVID-19 and uh, you kind of have to find your way around and find the best way of coping and the best way of coping with each other. And there's a lot of different things you can do uh, within a relationship um, or with dating. Which one would you like to tackle first? Well, let's talk about relationships. So you say there's a lot of different uh, challenges. Uh, is that because people just haven't spent so much time together, uh, you know, 24 seven in the, in the house? Well, you know, what's happened here is uh, whether you're alone and you're in a relationship, um, basically our lives have been put on hold or taken away from us by the government because we're, we're confined to our space. We don't have, you know, outside influences to balance us out, right? Um, I mean, sure, there's some things that you can do, like going for a walk or exercise, etc. But, you know, these things have been removed from our lives. So now we have to find a different way of coping. Um, and that's, that's difficult sometimes because we, we, it's hard to express. It's hard to do things. Um, you know, you can't go to the gym and blow off a whole bunch of steam. Um, you know, you can't meet with a friend and have a conversation in person about what's going on. Uh, so everything is changing, right? So I do you think, I do think that uh, couples 
you know, in the past life would have seen each other in the evening, maybe after work or uh, maybe for dinner. And then, you know, they had lots of other uh, activities, whether it's uh, sports or working out or whatnot. Um, and then, um, you know, maybe saw a bit of uh, a bit more of each other in the weekends. Now they're seeing each other all day long and they're probably working uh, in different rooms of the house and or uh, homeschooling their kids in different rooms of the house and are together 24-7. That's got to be if not a challenge, just an interesting and different environment to live in. Of course. But there are certain things, you know, if you open up, first of all, you have to come to uh, accept what's happened. Okay, this is what we have here. This is what we've been dealt. Let's try to figure out a way where this could, you know, be something positive or let's put some boundaries in place where we can coexist together. And I know things are different, uh, but... You know, let's put some rules in place that will allow you your space and will allow me my space. Or let's come up with something creative together that will both, you know, will be more fun or uh, more relaxing or, you know. Risk Give me some suggestions. What do you mean? Each other or for each other. Yes. So can we definitely open the, the communication uh, channels and, you know, talk about what you can together as a team come up with that could be really constructive to the situation. And that could be, okay, well, everybody needs to have their own space now that we're in each other's space all the time. Uh, you know, it, great if you have two televisions, you know, one can be in the bedroom, one can be in the living room, and there's nothing wrong with that. You can still have your time together. You can cuddle. You can play games. You know, it's whatever you really decide. But if you need to put some of those um, things into play to accommodate each other's, you know, sort of um, way to be able to air things out in your head or just have some alone time, it can, it can be done. You just have to communicate about it. So one of the suggestions that uh, some people have made to me is, is stick to a sort of a schedule. Um, and if you're working from home, you know, get up, get dressed, walk to wherever it is that you've set up as, uh, as your office and go to the office and, uh, and not be, you know, at the kitchen table in each other's hair all day long. Yeah, you can say, okay, I'll take the bedroom and I'll be in the living room because maybe you want to watch two different movies and there's no, shouldn't be any, you know, um, confrontations around that. But everybody can have their own space. So one can be in the bedroom, one can be in the living room or family room. Uh, you know, if somebody wants to go for a walk to sort of get some air, by all means, go for a walk, spend some time outdoors. Um, you know, meet a friend with maybe social distancing. Right. And then come so back. It sounds like what you're suggesting is, is that even though we're alone together, um, uh, couples are at least alone together in their houses, you need alone time. Yeah. You everybody, need needs alone. Yourself. everybody needs alone time. Sometimes you just don't want to, it's great to have, you know, communication open and talk to each other. And we do in our relationships regardless, but we do have our own time outside of the home usually. And when if we don't, if we're not going to have that now, then, you know, the, there's things that we can put into place that will allow each individual to have that, that space. And there's nothing wrong with that. We're talking with... Uh, we need to deal with it. We're talking with Aviva Reimer about uh, relationships during COVID-19 and during social uh, isolation. We're going to take a break for traffic and messages and be back with you in just a minute. Stay with us. No radio. No problem. Stream us live on Saga960AM.ca.
Well, welcome back to the Brian Crombie Radio Hour. We're chatting uh, tonight with Aviva Reimer, who is a transformational life coach, a relationship coach, a dating coach. And we're talking about relationships during uh, COVID-19. Um, Aviva, you know, I read your book a little bit. Um, not all of it, to be frank. Uh, you were kind enough uh, to, uh, to uh, leave it uh, when we met last. Uh, and we met last for anyone that's worried uh, before... Uh, uh, social isolation and uh, social distancing and physical distancing was uh, was even uh, thought of. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I'm, you know, number one, the title about the total package. Um, and then number two, you know, you, you talk about decluttering. And I was really quite interested uh, by the decluttering. And a lot of the decluttering was getting rid of uh, things and people that no longer served you. Mm-hmm. Correct. Explain that to me if you could. Well, you know, life is really all about making decisions and relationships. And um, you weren't really in control of our own environment, of our, you know, everybody, everything around us. And in my book, I write about decluttering and how to uh, compartmentalize certain aspects of your, you know, your friendships, your home space. Um, you know, when you have a positive way of thinking, when you have a positive environment, you're, you're a lot more productive, you're much happier. And it's just a structure to be able to declutter your home and make it nice and get rid of all the things that you don't see, you know, six months or a year. If you don't see anything within that time, get rid of it. Uh, it's good to purge. It feels good. It feels like you're letting the air in and you're getting out with the old and in with the new. And um, it's those choices that, uh, you know, really dictate the outcome of things to come as well, right? So we also have to declutter our friendships. So if they're not serving us, if somebody's taking our energy away from us or somebody's really negative all the time, you're, you're in control of you and you basically dictate, you know, the type of people you want to surround yourself with. So it's like that saying, if you want to be successful, surround yourself with successful people. You know, the same way uh, it works when it comes to your circle of friends or uh, past relationships, things like that. So, you know, uh, relationships, whether romantic or friendships, everybody has to bring something to the table that improves your life, that brings something extraordinary or brings something new to your life that to, to be, you know, excited about or to build on. And... Um, it has to be acknowledged and if somebody is around you and they're and they're only taking your energy away and and not bringing any kind of goodness then you know they got to go i was thinking about that chapter in your book um about decluttering and its impact on friendships and covid19 and thinking it's you know kind of almost easier now because we're out of our established routines the the places we may have gone just out of habit the people we would have had drinks with or met at different places for coffee or fitness or whatnot just out of habit that we not we're not doing anymore and so it really takes more effort to uh, reach out and uh, connect up with people because we have to do it virtually or via the telephone Uh, and so some of those friendships that weren't serving us um, are just gonna fall away at the vine correct I mean you know if if you need um, a friendship if you need to connect with someone uh, obviously, we're seeing it done on Zoom and FaceTime, etc. right? We're actually kind of going back to realizing how important the, the social aspect is in our lives, right? And how important it is to have those right people in our lives. 
So, and those are the type of people you want to surround yourself with and reach out to on Zoom or what have you. And I'm happy to see a lot of it happening uh, because of COVID, because there's a lot of, you know, we had probably friendships that we haven't um, rekindled or we haven't spoken to them in a long time. And all of a sudden, this has given people a chance to really reconnect with, with those people who had some kind of meaning in your life. So, yeah. which is a great thing. And it also gives us a chance to purge those people <laughs> that we don't necessarily want or need in our lives that are not you know, bringing goodness or that are not supportive, right? Because that's really what it's all about. You know, relationships are supposed to be supportive and, and fun and, and fulfilling. Now, some of the uh, comments that we read is that uh, COVID-19, we're either going to have a lot of divorces or a lot of babies. And uh, I guess that speaks to, uh, you know, what people do in this time that uh, they're stuck together uh, in, in a house. Yeah. Um, and so when you're counseling uh, couples and uh, talking about relationships, it sounds like one of the things that you're talking about is, is giving people uh, space to be alone, even though they're, they may be in the same house. What are some of the other advices, uh, pieces of advice that you're giving people? Well, I think it's, um, it's an opportunity to focus on getting closer to one another. You know, when you meet and you have that honeymoon stage, after a while, everybody just gets comfortable. And um, this is a perfect opportunity to sort of think back of, you know, how, how we met, for example, and, you know, what things that we did and, and have some fun with it. It's, it's, uh, I see a lot of it actually on the street. There's people walking, holding hands. Um, you know, uh, for example, I have, I just sold my house. I'm just finished actually today. And, you know, my neighbors, I've never seen them go for walks and they're in their sixties. And, all of a sudden I'm seeing them go for walks holding hands, which is a beautiful thing. So I think it's really bringing, it's forcing people to kind of reconnect as well. But I would assume that it's very difficult for those who have relationships that are, you know, emotionally or physically abusive. And there's, there, there's still helplines. There's still places you can go. There's still people you can turn to if you're in a relationship like that. Uh, definitely protect yourself and there's still a way to get out of the house and, and get the help that you need. But for those who are together, who, you know, it's a great opportunity to rekindle your love and romance. And there's some great things you can do to make that happen. Um, Such as have some fun place, you know, have a drink, play some strip poker, you know, put the kids to bed, play some strip poker, <laughs> play some fun games. Uh, you know, go for that walk, talk to each other about, you know, how this whole scenario makes you feel, you know, acknowledge what's missing, communicate about what's missing. You know what, this, we're being put in this, like, you're always at work. I'm always at home. Now we're both here. And, you know, it's a great opportunity to work out those kinks. And, uh, but you first, you have to decide that that's what you want, right. right? You have to decide that, you know what, I haven't been paying as much attention as I should and do it. Um, there's also self-care that plays a big part in that because a lot of people get comfortable, they let themselves go. You know, think back to all those things that you used to do for your partner and, you know, plan a surprise, um, you know, once a week. Say, okay, this week, since we're home all the time, you plan something creative, you know, challenge each other creatively. Next week, it's my turn, right? Well, and I think that, you know, in day-to-day life, we have so many distractions, 
other friends, other activities, lots of other things to do that people do um, mm -hmm. lose connections. And, uh, and so I think you're completely right. Rekindling that connection with uh, whoever that special one uh, is at home is, is, a, is a key and important opportunity. Yeah, and don't wait for don't wait for your spouse to do it. Just you know, decide that you want to be that person that takes control. It's gonna make things happen, and do something fun. You know, create a spa night for your husband or for for your for the lady in your life, and uh, you know, get one of those uh, foot baths. You know, and uh, treat treat each other, or do it side by side, and you have a robe night. You know. <laughs> Uh, watch them. Okay, it's movie night. Tonight's movie night. You cook, um, and we'll do something special after we play this game. You know, and it's and it's to keep the communication open and talk about the most important things. You know, when you are counseling before or take it for granted before. When you're counseling couples with your relationship uh, counseling, is that what you're doing? Giving them suggestions on things to do to make of make your life special. Of course. I also try to give them tools into how to communicate with one another as well. Right. What kind of tools? Uh, well, for example, um, if you're ever in a disagreement, you know, you have to make sure that you're not using certain words. So it's, you always have to use we or us. Uh, don't be using you did this or you didn't, you know, deliver on this or you made me feel like that. Never use the word you always, you know, refer to us or we. So for example, our, you know, or our, you know, our relationship has been this way and it would be great if we could, you know, sit down and really talk about how we feel because, you know, you're important to me and vice versa. So don't point the finger and, don't, and that's a, a good way not to put the other person on the defensive and sort of keep it in a very calm, neutral um, mode and also your tone in the way you deliver your communication is really really important you could be saying all the right things but somebody can tell by your body language and your demeanor and the tone of your voice that you mean something completely different so so it sounds like communication sure know exactly what it is that you want to get out of that situation and make sure that you use the right language to make that happen so it sounds like communication and communication skills is one of the key things that you're advising people and helping them uh, with. Yes. So basically it's, it's your words, it's your tone and it's your delivery and how you deliver that information. That's going to really make a difference between somebody actually wanting to work with you and, and not. Words, tone and delivery that are positive, that are inclusive, that are not blaming. Mm -hmm. Correct. Okay. Yeah, very important. Very That's great important. advice, not just in relationships, but uh, frankly, in business and in life. Yeah, correct. You have to, you know, well, first you have to decide what kind of person you want to be. You know, I want to be a kind of person that doesn't point the finger. I want to have integrity. Uh, you know, I want to have a, you know, a sort of mindset that we're a team and, and this is how I want to communicate. You know, it really is all about us not you or me. <laughs> so it sounds like a, a lot of it's also intention that you decide that you want to have that positive yeah. relationship rather than just sort of letting happen whatever's going to happen. Yeah. Everybody wants to see somebody that takes action, but takes the right action. Right? Everyone That's the kind of partner we always want to have is somebody that knows how to take action 
and do the, all the right things. So if you're self-aware and, and you have the techniques and you pay attention, you can learn these things. Then choose that you want to be the kind of person that communicates well and that is always going to deliver the most they possibly can in a positive way to the relationship. And, uh, you know, the relationship will work if you have both people, you know, doing these things. If you don't have both people, then obviously it's not going to be balanced and it's not going to work out. So both people have to be in versus out. <laughs> both people have to be in and everyone wants someone that takes action, but the right action. We're chatting with Viva Reimer about relationships and COVID-19. I'm going to come back uh, after the break for traffic and messages and ask her maybe a little bit about what it's like to be single today. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stream us live at Saga960AM.ca. Welcome back to the Brian Crombie Radio, our Saga 960. We're chatting tonight with Aviva Reimer, who is a transformational life coach, a dating coach, a relationship coach. Uh, we've just spent a couple of minutes chatting about uh, relationships and couples uh, during uh, COVID-19 and, uh, and self-isolation. Um, Aviva, I noticed that you're doing a couple of things with other uh, people online that uh, I would have thought as uh, dating coaches for singles. Um, what's it like? To be single, I you know it, it, you know if you're single today and you're social isolating, self isolating by yourself, maybe if you're in a condo downtown with not a lot of uh, access to outside, it's going to be pretty tough. Mm -hmm. It is, it is. It, is, it has a huge effect on people. You know that we all try to adapt, right? We are all adapting in our own way, uh, but you know, and then you you start to notice these little things happening to you or you know, with your feelings or, you know, maybe some triggers. It, it's really, um, it, it's really hitting home uh, because you, you become more reactive because we're kind of suppressed, right? There's no, it's hard to create that balance that we all need with other things outside of the home. One thing I wanted to just touch base on before we get into the dating, just so I speak to those people in relationships who have children um, one thing you might want to do is, you know, maybe one parent can take the kids for a walk or do something with the children and the other one have some time to themselves to sort of re-energize and vice versa. So I just wanted to say for those of you who are parents, um, you know, and some of the situations where you feel you need some space, 
have one parent take all the children out and spend some, you know, quality one-on-one -on -one time with them. And then you can take turns so that everybody doesn't get completely um, exhausted with having to do all the things such as, you know, schooling and, and activities all day long under one roof. It, it, I've been talking to uh, a couple of professional females who have said that uh, this has been a very challenging time for them because they've been not forced, but sort of, uh, sort of by default end up in the old, uh, um, maternal feminine, uh, female, uh, um, job description where, uh, they're doing too much of the homework, too much of the, the, the school work, um, because, uh, there's just so much of it to be done. And, uh, and and others in the house, the men in the the male in the house has ended up, uh, you know, squat, you know, getting going away into the corner and doing his office work. Right. Well, this is where communication really comes into play with the the right tools and the right words and the right tone and delivery. Um, you know, you can be very heightened with frustration, and you can you know verbalize certain things that are not going to work for you. Um, and it just end up in an argument. But I think if you communicate well and you say, you know, sweetheart, I really need a break. I, I feel like I'm on the verge of crying or, you know, what, just express your feelings. And can you, would you please mind helping me out a little bit here? Because, you know, we got to take some turns because I, I need some space. I need to re-energize a little bit because this is a lot. So, you know, show some, comp you know, compassion and work as a team player. And just, you know, put some things in place so that you have a little bit of structure at home so that, you know, everybody's getting what they need as much as they can during this whole COVID. Compassion. Mm -hmm. A little bit of structure. Yeah. Communication. All good words. Yeah. Uh, okay. What about singles? What, uh, what advice have you got, if any, for singles at this, uh, at this time? So I'm a big believer that somebody gives you lemons, you make lemonade. <laughs> So there's, there's, listen, there's nothing wrong with still having dates, but the dates look a little bit differently. And, um, of course, you know, we want to be around people. We want to feel their energy and their essence and their demeanor to be able to see who they, you know, how they move, who they are, and sort of read them. But you can also do that on camera. And I think one good aspect is that sometimes people jump the gun a little bit when they meet someone and there's lots of chemistry, for example. Um, sometimes they'll end up in bed together. Sometimes they won't. Sometimes they'll take three dates, you know, when the fireworks are high. But I think this gives you an opportunity to really get to know the person because now you're restricted <laughs> with social distancing. So it really allows you, um, opens the door for, you know, more lengthy conversations and, uh, just being up front and see how many other levels you connect on other than just physical. And so how does, how are you recommending people connect uh, through social media, through dating apps, through uh, uh, dating coaches like yourself? Uh, what? Well, I mean, sure. There's, you know, matchmakers. We can, we can still do searches. I'm still working. I'm still matching people. I'm still putting people together. Um, so they're doing it on FaceTime or Zoom, you know, and in my process, people have to speak on the, on the phone first before they meet anyways. 
So you have more of those conversations. Then I suggest that they do a call like this and sort of see each other face to face. Um, there's absolutely nothing wrong with, you know, going, going for a walk together at a distance, wearing masks. Right. Right. Um, also, I mean, you could have been in quarantine for two weeks. Both people can be, if you're falling in love and you're in quarantine for two weeks, I don't see there, it, that there is a problem after you've had that time apart without anybody else that you cannot potentially spend some time together as long as you've made sure that nobody's, you know, at risk. So you think that the lemonade that we've made out of this lemon situation is that people are still dating, but they're dating online, dating virtually through Zoom and FaceTime and things like that. And they're actually forced to get to know each other better. Yeah, I think so. Can't have dinner, but I guess you could have dinner at the same time. You can have dinner at the same time. You can have a glass of wine or scotch, whatever you, you know, and you can have that date night. It's like, sweetheart, it's our third date. What time are we logging on, you know, and just laugh about it because stuff out there, you know, try to be light about it and just enjoy, enjoy it and get to know each other that way. So that by the time COVID lifts, you know, you're, you feel like you're somehow connected already. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, on a different level, maybe an intellectual level and an emotional level, but. And I've seen a, not a plethora, but a whole bunch of these uh, sort of bachelorette, uh, bachelor kind of, uh, of uh, online events. Are those good where you see a whole bunch of different people? Um, you know, I think it's good in a sense where you can log on and have conversation. It's entertaining. I think it's entertaining right? To watch other people speak, hear what they have to say, kind of, you know, take a look at, you know, how people are conducting themselves, you know, see where you fit into all of this, right? But when you have a lot of like single people at once on Zoom, I think it can be a little bit complicated because you have to control who speaks first because I do Zoom calls and I, I have meetings and stuff. And uh, you have to have a certain protocol. People either have to put their arm up or something because they want to speak. Because sometimes people want to speak at the same time. And you can't direct what you're saying at a specific lady unless you send her. Well, you can send her a private chat. You can do that. Right. But I think it would be a little bit more difficult in a group setting for sure. Unless you're all friends and you just want to have a little party on Zoom with cocktails and great conversation and lots of laughter, which is great fun. But, uh, you know, to match people with like, say, eight or 10 people at the same time, and you don't really know how to approach each one because it's a group setting, it's a little bit more complex for sure. Any other suggestions? If, if, on if somebody is doing that, let them send a private message on chat, on Zoom when you're talking. Say, wow, I've been watching you for the last 10 minutes, and, you know, I would be really interested in uh, knowing more about you personally. Here's my information. Any other suggestions on how to meet people? Right now? Yeah. Huh. Online dating. So through uh, social apps? Yeah. And what's the, what are your rules in regards to uh, dating apps? Do you have any and suggestions on, on uh, well, how to act? I mean, you know, don't never give out your last name until you're at a point where you feel like you, you can, uh, you can, and you feel safe. Um, same goes for your number. Make sure you talk to somebody a few times and then, you know, you jump on a call to hear their voice, make sure they're 
are who they say they are. And then when you have that conversation, you know, ask them to share some information about them, right? Like, so what's your name? I'd like to look you up on LinkedIn or something like that. And it shouldn't be a problem. It's a professional platform to make sure that you're actually talking to an actual person that it says they are who they are. And what if you uh, hire a professional matchmaker like yourself? What kind of uh, information are you asking people about? Well, I ask them about everything. I ask them how they grew up. I, I personally ask them, uh, you know, about their previous experiences in, in relationships. Uh, we talk about a lot of different things and, um, you know, what their deal breakers are, what their, you know, what they would like to see themselves, let's say, you know, a year from now or six months from now. Um, you know, where are you at in your life and, um, you know, what's important to you and describe what is, what is an ideal woman or an ideal uh, man for you, you know, paint a picture for me. So I, I see, and I can feel more, it's more about feeling about who they are versus seeing who they are physically. Do most people know what they want in an ideal man or an ideal woman? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes they think they know, but they don't. Um, and they and they figure that out in the process. You know, it's like, wow, I never thought, I always thought that I was going to be attracted to somebody like this, but I'm falling in love. So it's really, it's really, at the end of the day, it's really not um, about what somebody, how somebody looks like i mean sure we all want to be with somebody who takes good care of themselves and all that stuff and look presents well but looks uh, are they are important but they're that is not what seals the deal what seals the deal is the character of the person and how that person treats us and you know what they bring to the table in our lives and certain people are more attracted to um how somebody treats them uh, you know Somebody else can be attracted to how intelligent somebody is. Um, and these are all the drivers that will, that will push you to fall in love with somebody. It's not just physical. Earlier in, the, in our chat, you used the word chemistry a few times. What is chemistry? Oh. <laughs> chemistry is just, it's hard to explain. Um, it's a sense of connection um, along with, uh, attraction connection and attraction yeah. um, can you can you have chemistry online uh, you can in through through the words that you're speaking so somebody can lead you in a direction like if you don't see what the person looks like right but you can hear their voice for example and what they say and how they say it, 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 it can become very stimulating for someone. They can be like, oh, wow, I like what he's, what he's saying. I like the way he says it. And you automatically start sort of putting together as to what you think the person looks like. You, you know, you could be very disappointed or you could be really happy when once to see what they look like. But there's other ways to, to actually, you know, feel some kind of chemistry with someone without the physical aspect, yes. And it's interesting, you used chemistry when we talked about uh, meeting in real life. You didn't mention it when we were talking about uh, a Zoom conversation or a virtual conversation. Um, you used the word character. Yes. So it's almost as if chemistry is something that you, uh, you feel when you meet someone in real life and you know whether you wanna 
pursue the relationship, but character is something you can assess um, through a conversation, um, whether it be on the telephone or, or via video. Yeah, but most, most of the character comes through in their actions, right? That's how you really see the person for who they are. So there's, chemis there's chemistry where you feel um, a, a, like an emotional connection and a physical uh, connection as well, right? The attraction. Yep. Um, then there's also, um, well, let me just divide that up. So there's physical chemistry and then there's also emotional chemistry. What's the difference? So emotional chemistry is more of the connection. Okay. Feel with someone. You know how sometimes you'll meet somebody and you've never, you've never met them before, but you feel like you've known them for the last 30 years. And there's just something like that makes you feel like you've just, you know this person and there's there's this that there's this connection that draws you to them that's that's connection that's a connection and that's emotional chemistry it's like uh soulmates you know same type of connection right emotional connection it, it's just you feel it or you don't okay do you believe that uh there's soulmates in this world yeah, I do. Is there one soulmate or more than one soulmate? I think you can have more than one soulmate. Now, it doesn't happen. It's not like you can have five or 10 or 15. <laughs> but definitely, you can definitely meet uh, several soulmates in a lifetime. So that's connection. They are, but they are rare. They are rare. Okay. Uh, so that's connection. Uh, but you also talked about chemistry, which was, is more, more physical. So you can have that physical chemistry with more than one person. Yes. With multiple uh, people? Uh, there's sexual chemistry and there's emotional chemistry. <laughs> so for example, uh, you can meet somebody that you feel is your soulmate. Okay. That you feel that pulled towards, like you've known that person for a long time and it just feels familiar and you're finishing each other's sentences and so forth. That could be your soul connection there. Okay. So that's what that is. It's a connect. It's a certain type of connection on a, on a deeper level. Okay. Okay. So I put that in the emotional connection category, which could be your soulmate, etc. Now you can also have a connection with someone physically. You can also have, I'll say, that chemistry with somebody physically where you also feel a connection to them, but they might not necessarily be able to fulfill in, you know, uh, other aspects of the relationship. So sometimes you just get along with the person really, really well, but you're in different places of life and timing and other things will get in the way of that, you know, of you going further with that. But you might have a very strong physical connection that you that makes you feel really comfortable to engage and that's possible we're chatting today with uh, viva reimer a, a transformational life coach about relationships we talked about relationships uh, in couples and now we're talking about relationships uh, that are just starting out with singles we're going to take a break for traffic a message and come right back with viva in just a minute stay with us no radio no problem. Stream us live on Saga960AM.ca.
Well, here we are on uh, on an interesting evening chatting with Aviva Reimer, who is a transformational life coach, a dating coach, um, a uh, um, a relationship coach, uh, who's been counseling people uh, via Zoom and other things on uh, dealing with COVID nineteen and social isolation. Um, and we were just chatting about dating and uh, and people that connect either emotionally and or physically. And so, Aviva, I wonder if I can ask you a couple of questions in the in the few minutes that we've got left. What are your rules or suggestions based on your experience on whether people should be dating if they're, you know, opposites are the same? Do opposites attract or, or do people need to have similar likes and dislikes? Both. 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 <laughs> so opposites definitely attract. And in a relationship or when you're dating, you don't have to have everything in common. Uh, in fact, you know, different interests uh, kind of sets the, the um, a space for having intelligent conversation about, you know, what it is that they're into. So somebody could be an avid skier and somebody might not want to have anything to do with that, like me. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's all a part of allowing that person to be who they are and allowing them their interests and a circle of friends, etc. You have to be your own person with your own set of you know things that you love to do if you happen to love to do the same things fantastic you can enjoy that together but opposites do attract um, it just means that you maybe relate to each other uh, in a different area of your relationship what if uh, you know, necessarily partners, all your hobbies what if one of the partners is really into hockey or really into golf or or uh, athletics and the other partner has no interest in it can that work? Of course that can work. There's, I'm sure there's other things that you can connect on other than, you know, someone's uh, preference of sports or what have you. Okay. What about um, ethnicity, religion, culture? Do people have to have the same uh, backgrounds or uh, can people of different ethnicities work out? Um, I think that's really it. it People of different ethnicities can definitely work out. Um, it all depends on um, uh, their background or uh, how they were raised uh, uh, culturally. Um, some people are a little bit more strict cultures versus others. Uh, of course, you know, Jewish people, for example, are tend to want to date Jewish majority of the time unless they've already had their children. And they're a little bit more mature, so it doesn't, it, unless they have religious aspects around it, they're open to dating people who are non-Jewish as well because children are grown. Um, a lot of the Jewish people, they, they um, marry Jewish for procreation, for having, procreating their children. So that's, that's one aspect, you know, in the Indian culture as well. Um, uh, they want to be able to, there's just an underlying thing that, you know, is already in place that makes it easier when it comes to, you know, culture or religious beliefs or tradition, traditions within the family. Uh, but you can definitely be attracted to somebody outside of your culture, but it's important to have your values the same. And it all depends on how you were raised in your background and, and how you want to raise children or anything's possible. What about uh, income or education level? Uh, I think education level is really irrelevant because you, you might not have the academic level of education, but you could be really, you know, street smart. 
and they're both equal in my opinion sometimes i think the street smarts are way more important than you know going to school although you know it's good to have some knowledge in a field or what have you um it, it all depends on the kind of life you want to have or how you want to give back or you know what kind of lifestyle you want uh but anything goes you, you gotta align on some things though you gotta align on your value system um you know you have to have some things in common what about age what's what age differences work or don't work oh my goodness uh and again that also is um i could take you back to their experiences so somebody might have had to grow up at a really really young age and they have the maturity level and be still at a younger age dating somebody more mature by like 25 years right it all depends what your mindset is and what the maturity level is if you at a place where you've raised a child on your own and you've gone through a lot of the things in life that somebody your age might not have then you know it's possible to be able to relate to somebody who's 20 or 25 years old or 100% uh, but it also depends where that age is. You know, you can't be 20 years old <laughs> and dating a you know 45, 50 years old. It just is not going to work. But you can be um, you know 35 years old and dating somebody who's 55 years old, right? But obviously, the 55 year old has to look good beside <laughs> the lovely person beside him so you have to ma maintain a useful appearance you know you have to have some usefulness about you for you to be able to fit in you've got to be the total package i love yes. uh, the name of your book um as i mentioned uh, i've read a, a couple of chapters of it uh, i was intrigued by um, you know the decluttering uh, chapter um, give me a sense of some of your other uh, concepts in your book total package concepts around decluttering no, about what else other than decluttering? What What are your recommendations? Oh, well, no, I think um, self reflection is really, really important. Um, do the work on yourself and figure out exactly what it is you know that you want based on who you are. Um, be realistic with yourself in searching for the right partner. Um, you have to be open-minded, you know, and there's a certain perception and a certain level of intelligence that you should acknowledge that you, you know, um, that you should know and, and have to be able to get the things that you want. You have to be open um, for, for things to come in, you know, you have to have that mindset that anything is possible and you have to be ready for it. So how do you get ready for it? You have to self-reflect and make sure that you make the decisions in order to allow yourself to uh, recognize the things that are going to be in front of you when they're in front of you. Because, if you, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So make yourself as aware as you possibly can around the things that you want out of your life and out of a relationship so that when the right person does step into your life, you're ready for them and you can, you can recognize them. Great advice. If people want to uh, get your book and or access uh, your counseling, how do they do that? They go to avivareimer.com. Everything is there. Aviva, it's been a pleasure uh, meeting with you and chatting with you again. I look forward to hopefully uh, um, chatting with you again sometime, maybe about uh, how we all come out of this uh, in the future. Yeah. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much, Brian. 
Thank you. We're going to take one last break and I'm going to come back with a couple of my concluding comments. Stay with us. Stream us live at saga960am.ca. Well, that was an interesting evening chatting with Aviva Reimer, a transformational life coach, dating coach, relationship coach, etc., about uh, relationships both uh, uh, in established couples uh, during COVID-19 as well as uh, being single and trying to create relationships um, uh, in, in this strange time. Um, you know, I think that uh, what I took from the conversation uh, was these ideas of self-reflection um, because I think a lot of people don't do that enough. Um, lots of you that have followed me in the past uh, are aware that I'm doing my part-time doctorate uh, on social capital. And uh, one of the, the people that I really like uh, is a Richard Boyazzi, emotional author of Emotional Intelligence, which is a lot of the things that Aviva were talk was talking about. But he has this theory of intentional change. And self-reflection is the point that he says the vast majority of us do so poorly. That we'll take comments from others sometimes, but we rarely will sit down and seriously think through our own strengths, our own weaknesses, what we want, um, uh, and, uh, and how we're going to get it. Uh, and then when we see our weaknesses, how we're going to prove that. So I think that's one point. The other thing that I'm not sure if Aviva mentioned it uh, as, uh, as poignantly, uh, but, uh, but I do think that having this intention, and maybe she did because she was talking about you got to know what you want. Uh, I do think you have to have intention. You gotta, you gotta decide that you're gonna be in a relationship or not in a relationship. You gotta decide what it is that you want out of life, and so intention is key. And then I loved it that she she talked about being open-minded. Um, and uh, you know, it's been interesting. I've interviewed a bunch of business people in the last little while about COVID-19, and uh, some people uh, are open-minded to think about new opportunities and what they're going to be able to do to uh, to adjust their business models to take advantage of the situation. And other people are no. All I am is a restaurant. I'm always going to be a restaurant. I'm always going to have 30 tables and I can't do anything else. And uh, they hunker down and they just wait this out. And so adaptability, resilience, um, being willing to change, um, being open-minded, I think are key in relationships and they're key in business and they're key in life. So intention, self-reflection, being open-minded. Good thoughts for the night. Thanks, Aviva, for joining us. Have a great evening, everyone. Bye-bye. No radio? No problem. Stream us live on Saga960AM.ca. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.